We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parm. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Welcome in. It's Monday edition, Oxford Exxon Podcast. Chase Parm, Neil McCready, Clark Ford Studio here with you today. Ole Miss picking up a um, portal commitment, wide receiver, UTSA, Zachary Franklin. We'll talk about that a little bit here Uh Early in the show, weekend recap as the um, NCAA baseball tournament has its first weekend. Regional action, some upsets, some interesting storylines, and more. The uh, Miami Heat win a, win a game in Denver last night. Tie that one to one. Headed to South Beach for games three and four. So it's kind of a quick catch up there and some of the things we will mention today as uh, the show progresses. The show brought to you every day by the Oxford Exxon Highway 6 West in Oxford. Lunch specials, 569, couple sides, bread, any size fountain drink. Get the largest one because why not? If you just would like a fountain drink, they've got the 49-cent any size fill-ups. They're at the Blue Sky as well. The ribs, you know about that. Tell them to take care of dinner tonight, wet or dry. Call ahead. They'll wrap them up, have them ready to go. And then at their Clinton and Brookhaven locations, you can get the uh, the donuts, they're homemade every single morning. Hopefully, you took advantage of National Donut Day on Friday when they were giving away free donuts. You can do that again at Brookhaven and Clinton. And again, coming to you from the Clark Ford studio. We are Clark Ford's in Amory, Mississippi. 662-257-1900 is the number. Call it and ask for Corey Clark. Tell Corey what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in uh, business hours. It's right to the bottom line. It's no hassle. There's no haggle. You get your quote. The rest is completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done multiple times now what i recommend that you do and that is hop into a clark ford you'll love the product you'll love the service Corey and the people at clark ford want to be your car guy they want to be your truck guy they'll prove to you what that means when you make the call 662-257-1900 guests will join at some point this week on the myperfectfranchise.net hotline are you a displaced corporate executive wanting to put your career in your own hands are you an experienced entrepreneur looking to diversify either way andy ludicky can help he is a uh, longtime Rivals board member, diehard college football fan, franchise veteran. He owns multiple franchises and businesses and uses his expertise to help others find their American dream through a very thorough and free consultation process. So call Andy, put your life and your career in your own hands. It's 100% free. So you've got nothing to lose. Find your perfect franchise at myperfectfranchise.net. Contact uh, 
Andy anytime at Andy at MyPerfectFranchise.net or call 404-973-9901. Robert, coming in the thread saying donuts are good. They really are. Appreciate seeing you this morning. And uh, the confirmation of the donuts there. I know you had them in the Clinton location for uh, for your donuts here last week and every week. You have settled on Twitter with it and more. Uh, we're going to get to football in a second before I forget. Uh, congrats to Greg Kessinger. Got called up last night um, by the Houston Astros. He will join the Astros in Toronto today for uh, his uh, his first game at the MLB level. Altuve has been banged up. I haven't seen where he's going to the IL, but they basically needed a bench infielder who can play any position in the infield. Um, they don't have a lot of depth there. They sent maybe the third catcher down, if I saw that correctly, to uh, um, Sugarland, the, uh, the the Triple A. Affiliate of the Astros is which, where Gray was. He's had a really good year in AAA this year. He's been sort of platooning with another middle infielder back between shortstop and second base. They put him at first base a few weeks ago as well, but he uh, got the call yesterday afternoon and will make his um, his first, I guess, roster spot today for the Astros. No idea if he's getting into the game or not. Uh, is the um, I think he's the 50th Ole Miss player to make a major league roster, by the way, all time. Mm-hmm. I think that's right. Um, first one since Nick Fortes in 2021. Um, therefore, the Rebels Fortes has actually carved out a pretty decent job there with the Marlins. Um, so anyway, cool. Uh, third generation Kessinger to do it. Obviously, Don playing years and years and years, most notably with the Cubs. He is a six-time All-Star, two-time Gold Glove winner. And then uh, Keith, Gray's uncle, got in for uh, – nine or 11 games for the Reds substituting in for Barry Larkin during an injury um, during the 90 or 91 season, one or the other. So uh, it's really hard to make the major leagues. It's really hard. <laughs> yeah. It's really hard. <laughs> There's a lot of things in sports that I kind of catch myself getting irritated with people. Honestly, uh-huh. it's very hard to win championships in anything it requires. You have to be really good. You mm-hmm. have to get lucky at some point. Oh, no doubt. Um, you have to have things happen for you that you have no control over. Um, it's very hard to win championships and then it's very hard to get to the highest level of your sport and the people that get to the elite level of the highest level are, it's, it's incredible. Just getting there is a hell of an accomplishment. It's a stunning lifetime accomplishment. The number of great players who who top out in double A, triple A, hell, high A, that are really, really good and just don't yeah. get there. I mean, today will be a day that Gray will remember everything about today. Yeah. Everything about today for the rest of his life. He will talk From about From the moment that call came yesterday. Yeah, of course. Tool. And so will his parents and, and everybody in their family. Congratulations to them. It's incredible. It's an, it's an amazing accomplishment that he probably, and I don't mean this about about Gray. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, sure. Any kid like Gray probably somewhat arrogantly just assumed it would, he'd get there. They're wired that way. Mm-hmm. And then you get into professional ball. And again, that is not an insult at no, all. No, 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 no. So before anybody. It's a necessity is what it is. Before anybody almost. thinks that it is and someone sends me some nasty email. But no, I mean, look, he struggled at different levels. He's had injuries. Stuff's yes, happened. Stuff it hasn't happens. been a linear path. It's, it's really hard. I was reading a story this morning about Cody Bellinger, who won the MVP. Yeah. And is now fighting to get eligible. I mean, not to get back on the field. Yeah. To get, he, he gets hurt. He, he, he's got all this money that he thinks he can make, and but he's got to be healthy to do it. And 
Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure when, when Gray was dominating the college game and got drafted in second round yeah. or whatever it was, I'm sure he thought, yeah, it's a matter of time. And in many ways it was, but it's that time that it it takes time to get to the And picks. he's been in a weird organization that's been really good in the middle infield. Yeah. So they've had Carlos Correa yeah. and Jose Altuve. I mean, yeah, it's just very hard to. It's it's just very difficult to get to the major league. Because I'll be honest, I mean, I've told some people at times and times. I mean, just looking at for his benefit, benefit, you kind of go, "Hey, is he better off? He got traded somehow? Like, is he just sort of stuck right there? What's that look like?" And you know, this is first step. Look, you can't stay until you get there. That's required before you oh, make a make make a deal out of it. So it's. Um, yeah, I mean, talking about a guy who won the Brooks 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 Wallace Award as the top shortstop in college his junior mm-hmm. year, um, handled to it's a credit that grade maybe as time goes on doesn't get enough credit for is handling that legacy as well as he did. It's a lot of pressure having sure. Kessinger on the back of your jersey at Ole Miss. Could have gone anywhere. Could have, I mean, Vanderbilt was all over him. Could have played anywhere in the country. Took that on, and even despite really struggling early in his career as a freshman and part of his sophomore year, handling that in a way that not a lot of people would, where it didn't impact him day-to-day in his game and just overwhelmed you, frankly. I mean, it's not it's not an easy thing um, at all. So, yeah. yeah, I just it's been something that's kind of been on my mind a little bit this weekend. Is I, I've, I, I get it's fandom. I, I do it sometimes. I, I joke about, hey, the Cardinals lost, ha-ha. It's just really hard to win. Yeah. It's 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 hard to make a for example, it's hard to make a regional. And then all of a sudden your season is compressed in like two or three days, and it's easy to have a bad day and you're out, right? At like Vanderbilt. I, I, I don't think I don't think we give enough I know we make the jokes about the scholarships and all that stuff. I don't think he gets enough credit for the continuity of success. Mm-hmm. People go, you know, well, he hadn't had as much postseason success as he should have. And that might be valid. It might actually be valid. I don't know. It's hard to have postseason success because you can have one bad day, run into one good pitcher, just have a bad day, and it's over. And that happens. It's it's not like the NBA or the – you don't play best of sevens where typically you'd sort it out. And because it's so compressed, it permeates you. And I talked about this briefly when we were on the phone yesterday morning – was it permeates your program. It becomes a year-over-year mm-hmm. thing. You know, Ole Miss dealt with it for a long time. I guarantee that Josh Holiday at Oklahoma State is waking up going, it's it's infecting us at this point. Sure. Because they went 2-Q and Q in their own regional a year after feeling disrespected when Arkansas was the two and felt like they kind of got jobbed a little bit. And, I, you know, Holiday probably now is going, my God, we have to go through the front door to such an extent. And you're mm-hmm. also sorry for yourself. And Sure. You know, because it was it was interesting. So I, um, I was watching. ESPN did a really good job over the weekend with Squeeze Play. They're sort of red zone for college baseball, where they rotate between games and and have analysts and whatever. They, they did a really good job. It was it, for the most part, I just had it on and let them take me wherever. And when Vanderbilt lost, they almost kind of were mocking them a little bit, and it sort of I, I, I kind of got on my nerves. It bothered because me. I was like. I know that in a way it's a respect, like it's because you've been so good, but it's sort of like, come on, guys. Like, it's hard. It's really they hard. They just got beat. I, I, I Frankly, a pretty flawed team. I didn't think Vanderbilt was great going in. No, they I, weren't. I, th- th- they were pretty damn flawed. The truth is, they did a really good job to get to 19 and 11 in the league. I'm still working on 10 thoughts, but like one of the things that I'm observing over the course of, of the postseason 
is some of these SEC teams, because it's such a ringer, it's hard. They're worn out. Pitching's a little beat. Um, I think Vanderbilt's pay, paid the price over the weekend for winning the SEC tournament. I'm, I'm Three straight tourney winners have really struggled. I don't think they've gotten out of regionals. I'm a huge believer in if you are in the tournament, if you're kind of your destination is sort of determined when you get to Hoover, you should just go in there and throw it. Get out. Yeah, I want to say the last three, I think the last three tournament winners are Vanderbilt this year, uh, Tennessee last year. We know they lost to Notre Dame in Supers. So they made Supers, they make Omaha. What did Arkansas do the year they had cops? NC State beat them in the, in the yeah, regional no, with the Super. Did they win? They the, won it. That's, yeah, that's oh, where okay. I was going. They're, okay. the, uh, they're the the other year, whatever that was, yeah. 21. I just sometimes think you put so much into that. Like I was watching on the SEC Network. They had they did a, you know the like the Ole Miss does with the season, but it was about the Texas A&M okay. Vanderbilt game. Okay. And there's so much. Everybody's got into it because it's a, it's a tournament. You're there. Big game, yeah, but yeah, it's yeah. not a big game. Yeah. You have to really manage your players' emotions through that week. So you look at Vanderbilt. They had this big game, and they dogpiled, and they celebrated, and that's great. You'll remember winning a championship, but six days later, your season's toast mm-hmm. because I think you put too much into it. And they were a team that the only way they were going to get to Omaha was by, hey, we've got more arms than you've got. We're not going to out-hit you. Yeah. We've got more arms than you've got. We're going to out-survive you. And they didn't. Some of those arms were kind of worn out, and they weren't as sharp as they would have been, and they paid for it. But my point is, like, you see what happened to Auburn, and you see what happens, I think, what's going to happen to Arkansas today, what, what's, what's happened to a bunch of teams. Man, it's just a grind. And it's so draw-dependent. It is. It's draw, I mean, but, just so draw-dependent. But by the time you get through 10 SEC weekends and the tournament, you're on some fumes. Oregon or Earl Roberts is going to Omaha because they're playing each other in the yeah. regional. Yeah. Oral Roberts. Yeah. Or Oregon. Yeah. I felt really bad for my Dallas Baptist boys because they had it right there on the racket yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just get get yep. Oral Roberts, and you actually got a shot here. But and, those teams look fresher. Yeah, they did. But I, the one thing I've noticed, and this is even applied to the SEC teams that won, yeah. they look tired. Yeah, they do. Yeah, Florida's had to really gut here. Oh, they, I mean, South Carolina they hadn't gotten out yet. South Carolina got out, but they look tired doing it. Yeah. So we're we'll go, get we'll get the baseball. Just so you know, in the stream, we're having some technical things, so it just kind of is what it is. Yeah. That was a quicker fix than I thought. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, we got a cord issue. It's okay. So anyway, we'll get to some more baseball in a bit. Uh, Zachary Franklin, UTSA transfer receiver, headed to Ole Miss. A lot of people had him as the number one available player to date um, in the portal. Ole Miss uh, really trying to fix its wide receiver issue, counting heavily on a couple Conference USA guys and Franklin at UTSA, and then Trey Harris from Louisiana Tech. Um, a lot of talk about whether Jalen Knox takes a step. I mean, the room is still, look, because, you know, Chris Marshall is a loss, obviously. He's gone. Um, He was going to be 1A if he kept his shit straight. He didn't. Um, So, really counting on these guys. Franklin, a big get for at least potential. We'll see what that looks like. We'll see how he transitions from Conference USA to the SEC. Um, Last year with UTSA, 94 catches, 1,128 yards. Um, What are you going to do? Just changing to the different cameras. I'm trying something, but that doesn't solve it either. Yeah. It's okay. Yeah, definitely a short and a cord or the connector. 
because you're able to fix it for a minute, so it can't be just nothing. It has to be. If you have some seizure issues, we apologize, by the way. You may talk for a little yeah, bit. All right, so, again, Franklin coming in from uh, UTSA. Last year, he tied for sixth in FBS. Uh, he had 94 receptions, again, 1,128 yards, 15 uh, touchdowns last year as well. It's really, in his four-year career, he's put up hellacious numbers, 3,348 yards, 37 touchdowns as well. Um, at least 80 catches, at least 1,000 yards each of the last two years as uh, as well. He entered the portal on April 28th, so it took a little over a month to get here for him to um, commit to Ole Miss. He has one year of eligibility remaining at this point um, as well. 6'1", 185, played most of the time out wide for uh, UTSA. Looked up those stats from Pro Football Focus this morning. He was 83% of the time out wide. He did seven, uh, 17% of the time in the slot for the season really caught the ball. Well, he's, he, he's good body control wise. He goes up, he's got strong hands. Those are, uh, those are this kind of the scouting report positives for him. He had 131 targets, um, from his quarterback at the end, 94 catches, seven drops, um, on the season. So good hands, good, uh, good things from that standpoint. And then, uh, showed up okay. in the, uh, three games that you would consider major opponents or the highest level opponents that he played this season, Pulled those numbers as well. Against Texas, he had six catches for 84 yards and a touchdown. Against Houston, he had 10 catches for 100 yards. And then against Troy, eight catches, only 30 yards um, there in that one, and a touchdown as well. I'm assuming that was the bowl game um, there for uh, for UTSA. They won back-to-back conference championships in his last two years. So, again, an- another body. Um, I understand the things that people like. It's just – it's portal in general right now, Neil, that, you know – there's such these expectations that you're getting the ceiling of a kid. Um, yes. You're seeing this in basketball, baseball, football, not immune to Ole Miss. It's everybody in the country doing this. Um, and getting your hit rate right out of the portal is maybe the number one skill that a program in any sport has right now or doesn't have is being able to really evaluate – you know, because it's it's a lot like recruiting high school to college. It's a very similar deal on it, how legitimate are those numbers. I mean, you know, is take Ole Miss baseball for example. Are they going to be impacted by what Anthony Calarco did or didn't do in the Big Ten? And when you look at a Big Ten player, you look at the numbers and go, I mean, I don't know, but is twelve and whatever impressive, or is it not? Or we you know how does that do? You have to really trust your eyes here. Yeah, and in football, maybe even more so, you got to put the tape on and go. Nope, nope. Zachary Franklin's going to be able to do this at this level, and he's going to go up against SEC corners and pull this off, or he's not. And because it's look, it's the new part of. And I'm not getting down the NIL thing today, but not only you're giving him a spot and he's got to produce, you're also figuring out what that salary cap looks like. How much is he worth to me on my budget? I mean, it's it's a whole new ball game. Well, and he, and he wasn't even on the board until Marshall screwed up and they had to get rid of him and all of a sudden it's okay we got to get Keon Coleman okay we can't get Keon Coleman now we got to get this guy it's it's and Ole Miss isn't the only program doing it in the SEC West there's three programs that are like pushing 20 guys Ole Miss is over 20 now right Ole Miss is over 20 and if I've got my math right Auburn's like right there okay and and Arkansas is just a a, a, just a person or two down Mm -hmm. where you're you're building a quarter of your roster off of guys that you're bringing in in this portal cycle, meaning December. Literally a quarter of your scholarships. I mean, almost literally. If you're at 21, 21 times four is is, is 84. So, yeah, you're right there. 
And Ole Miss might not be done. I think they still have a few spots left. You end up bringing 23, 24, 25 guys in, not, not counting the high school guys you're bringing in. I mean, I'm not. Lane Kiffin talked a lot last year about chemistry and culture. And I don't know whether it was a coincidence or not. I thought it was, well, I thought one of the interesting things, we had Jared Ivey on the show. And I thought that Jared would say that, yeah, it was that loss to Alabama that was kind of got him. No, it was the first loss. The loss to LSU. They never really, he, he thought they never really recovered from that, that it shook them, which tells you that they weren't a super mentally strong team. They had just won seven games. So what does it look like in a year like this year where you don't have the you don't have a, a backloaded schedule like they did a year ago? I I'm just curious. Like with them, you get it with Auburn because Freeze walked in there and, and inherited kind of a mess and had to bring in a lot of band aids. But I write about this in ten thoughts, so I'm sort of taking one of my thoughts away. But Kiffin and Pittman have been at their two schools the exact same amount of time, like almost down to the week. And they're both going heavy portal. You know, in, in a year ago, we went, hey, is that simply the way to get the better players? Because you can't get the high school kids. You know what I mean? Yeah. But again, you bring in the whole continuity thing and how that works. And I mean, you know, Kiffin in the preseason last year talked a ton about, hey, it's basically two teams. It's the returning team and the portal team. And they've got to all coexist and jail and figure out a way to work together at that point. Um, I mean, look, it's made the small camp incredibly fascinating because you're seeing these kids and seeing all the options i mean and this may be a couple walk-ons i don't know the answer to that um but i was pulled up and i'll, I'll give 24 7 credit because when i googled it was the first thing that popped up they have Ole miss at 24 portal commits for 2023 probably a couple walk-ons in that that we're not counting but probably. nonetheless that's the number they were at uh quickly through the sec lsu 14 auburn 21 Ole Miss 24, Arkansas 18, Florida 12, Kentucky 12, A&M 13, Carolina 10, Tennessee 8, Missouri 8, State 12, Alabama 5, Georgia 4, Vanderbilt 3. Again, I'm not, yeah. not fact-checking, but that's where they are. Yeah, I went. I pulled up both the rivals' numbers and 247's numbers, and they were similar. And at times, they were the same. I just said, if they're even close to right, this is sort of yeah, what it yeah, looks yeah, like. Yeah. What does that Snapshot. tell? You, what does that tell you though? That in the past you'd be able to have a very accurate idea of what a roster actually looks like, and I don't really know that with programs like Ole Miss right now that you completely it's, know what's there. It's where I come like I said, logically I get how look Ole Miss needed dudes for a lot of different reasons, and that's the way to do it. And you hope it works out, and that'll dictate their season in a lot of ways. In the back of your mind, the Pollyanna person won't like this. I don't like doing something that's a 180 from the way Georgia and Alabama do it. I'm the same way. And I look and go, mm, okay, I know. but. I know. Mm. So what happens when you get off to a bad start? And now look, everybody else is in the middle. I mean, Georgia and Alabama are way far the other way right, because right. they dominate high school recruiting. In a way, Ole Miss is not in the realm of right now. It's interesting when you get to talk to coaches kind of off the record about it. Most of them really don't like it. Not from a NIL and all that. Roster building, team building, culture building. It makes them nervous. It's the ultimate intangible when it comes to teams like this and the way they're put together. Coaches will tell you, hey, you know, winning 
Winning sort of covers up everything. Oh, sure. If you're going for a real big goal, then everybody's in. Yeah, or generally in. Yeah, sure. You know, you're, and you're always going to have unhappy people on a football roster because there's 85 dudes and only 22 start. But, man, you drop a game early, drop a couple of games early, and all of a sudden guys are like, hey, I hadn't been here very long. I don't really care. And a lot of times, like, you know, think about it when you start a job. How many times do you start a job and the first week or so you're like, man, did I make a mistake? Did I screw up? You're not completely in yet. You're not, you don't have buddies there. You're not part of the culture. Takes a minute and you get off to too bad of a start. That's what I'm counting. It's, There's it's just three game stretch. Can Ole Miss do enough in that stretch to not have to really worry about buy-in? Because, you know, the 21 team for Ole Miss, we'll probably talk about it as an example for years of they had tremendous buy-in. They stayed together. They were tough. Team ends up in the Sugar Bowl. They were led by Matt Corral and Sam Williams, two dudes that had been through the shit and and really held it together. And you had a lot of other dudes, too, that had been there for a, a, a minute. But, yeah, those two guys had been through adversity in the program. I mean, Sam had had to sit out a preseason camp while he waited for issues to get resolved. Yeah. Matt had basically transferred. Those guys were really invested in it. Mm-hmm. And then you had a lot of other guys, too, like Broker and oh yeah, yeah, yeah. guys who'd been there forever. Even multi-year guys who had really bought in and loved it. Ontario Drummond, those kind of guys. Yeah. Braylon Sanders. Yeah. Dudes. But like, an example is Cedric Johnson – Wanted to play hard for Sam. Yeah. I they didn't want to let those kids down. And I'm not, I want to be clear. I'm not saying that won't happen. No, 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 no. It's just an, it's in, just another element. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. Cause I don't know, you know, you. At the same time, Ole Miss had to go get dudes. Their roster was not good enough. They, they had did. to do this. They did. It's the only path. So what's, you do it and then hope you figure it out. What's interesting to watch is do programs like Ole Miss. I mean, I doubt if, I doubt if Hugh Freeze. I know Hugh a little bit. Sure. I doubt if Hugh likes the idea of, hey, I'm going to bring in 20 guys from the portal every year. That doesn't feel like something he no, wants no, no, no. to do. Because he really worries about culture. Big time. Yeah. Whether that's right or wrong. Yeah, yeah. No, no, I mean, not I, criticizing. It's just one of his really 1A kind of things. And in fairness to Hugh, if you talk to guys like Kirby Smart, they'll tell you culture really matters. Now, it's easy to say that when you can go get every five star. Yeah, I mean. But still. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think two four seven's numbers a little high. So let's meet, yeah. Let's call it twenty two. Let's call 21. it twenty two. Yeah, twenty two guys every year out of the portal. How many did Ole Miss bring in last year out of the portal? Do you remember? It was in the upper teens, wasn't it? They had like twenty one total transfers, but that included some other stuff. Yeah, it was not. It was like sixteen, fifteen, yeah. somewhere in there. I mean. So you start meeting in the middle, call it 18. 18 times four is a big number, 72. 72. You're not leaving much room for any homegrown stuff. I just kind of wonder if it – I wonder if it works. And I don't mean that in a way of – I'm hinting that I don't think it works. No, it's more I, of I, just I college just football wonder. in general and how accepted it is that basically you either play in year one or have a hell of a lane to play in year two or you leave. That's yeah. the bigger yeah. overall arc of what we're talking about is that – 
dying are the days of the red shirt sophomore who suddenly turns it on and figures it out. Because, you know, we used to criticize fans and media a little bit going, hey, guys, it just takes a minute. I mean, some dudes that aren't bust because they're not all SEC in year one or year two. You know, I can point to a lot of guys that had really good careers three, four years into it. Brian Bennett kind of guys that took a minute. and You know what's interesting, too, is that f- from a fan standpoint, I-, I saw this with Franklin, be- and you kind of talked about this a minute ago, because he put up those numbers at UTSA. Not all fans, don't get yeah, me wrong, yeah, yeah, but sure. a lot of fans think, okay, well, he's a star. He's going to put up those numbers. What's well, a different scheme? He's going to be playing against different people. I mean, you know, those not necessarily asked to do the same thing, right? You know, maybe, maybe it transcends, maybe it doesn't. You know, I mean, to me, if you were to ask me who's got a higher upside, Aiden Williams or Zachary Franklin, I'm gonna say Aiden. Yeah, sure, close. Yet going into the season, there's going to be this expectation, and you're not really worried about it. You know, Franklin, you don't. It's not about long term upside. It's about one year. Can I? Can you give me 13 games? Yeah, that's it. But you got to give me 13 games. But you got to acclimate now. You have no time. You have to acclimate right now, and. Yeah, I need you catching balls from Jackson Dart starting this second. Yeah. I mean, if you need a little warm-up for the Mercer game, okay. But come come that next week, you got to be 100%. Mm-hmm. I know. That's the intro. And Trey Harris is the same way, you know. I mean, and nothing against Louisiana Tech, but it's the same league. I mean, pl- playing in Conference USA is a completely different animal than playing in the SEC from a week-in, week-out standpoint. You don't play anybody in Conference USA that looks like LSU or Alabama. Ever. And now you play LSU, Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. So it's the world we're in. It's, I don't know, some coach says that, right? It's just the world we live in, something like that. I must I have, know. I didn't read this about Cam Franklin. Two different people have referenced more than a million dollars a year. Is that a, is that a price tag that's on him? Is that what we're I talking? Mean, was that, was that written? I don't know. I haven't seen that. I know we have a story on the site. I just haven't read it. I loaded it. That's a big price tag. It's large. Yeah. I got some issues. I mean. I know. Hey, look, somebody willing to pay it. Good job, Cam. Congratulations. Oh, good for the kid. Get what you can get. I, I just. We can be happy for the kid and say the system is ridiculous. Well, I can. At yes. the same time. I can be happy for the kid and also say this is stupid. Yes. And it is stupid. And when he walks into the building. And everybody knows what he got. And the other guys who've been in there for a minute are making a, a fraction of that. Please don't tell me that there won't be any culture issues. There absolutely, most certainly, will be culture issues. Yes. Whew. All right. Spring is in full swing. Summer's right around the corner. Heavenly Sunshine Property Services would like to take the opportunity to remind you about the importance of taking care of your outdoor living spaces. Regular maintenance is the key to preserving the beauty and integrity of your home and business. And one of the most effective ways to maintain your home is through power washing. Some of the key benefits include curb appeal, damage prevention, creating a healthier environment, and also saves you time and money. They've been serving the Mid-South and Oxford for four decades. Their full-service commercial and residential property maintenance includes power washing, soft wash, roof cleaning, facade cleaning, and window cleaning. Don't wait until it's too late. Contact Heavenly Sunshine today and get ready to enjoy a brighter, cleaner outdoor living space. Visit the website at heavenlysunshine.com. Or call 662-342-1203 to book your free estimate. Use the code MPW10 for a 10% discount. Are you vacationing on Florida's Emerald Coast this summer? Whether you're staying from 30A to Pensacola Beach or anywhere in between, please check out Captain Lee Comerford with Salty Lab Charters. Licensed and insured, he offers custom excursions such as dolphin watching along Destin Beaches, 
Crab Island sandbar experiences, and much more. He's an Ole Miss grad, an Air Force veteran, has more than 30 years of boating experience along Florida's Emerald Coast. All trips are private to your group, so check him out on Instagram or book today um, at SaltyLabCharters.com. Use the code REBELGROVE20, and you'll get 20% uh, off. Lee has indicated an incredible response during the May promotion. He's extended his code through the end of June. You can apply this code to any charter booked in 2023. Again, that's SaltyLabCharters.com. Lake Hill Motors in Corinth, Mississippi is a family-owned dealership. It's in operation for more than 60 years. have a service department with more than 100 years of combined experience. If you're looking for motorcycles, four-wheelers, side-by-sides, scooters, generators, wave runners, lawnmowers, Compact tractors and more. Lake Hill has it from Honda, Yamaha, Bobcat, Hyson, KO, and other name brands. Contact Michael McCullough in Corinth at 662-871-6918 or visit him in person at 2003 Highway 72 East Annex in Corinth. Mention that you heard about Lake Hill on the podcast and your first oil change on your new purchase is free. Walk-On Sports Bistro puts everything they've got into bringing you game day with the taste of Louisiana. Dig into their mouth-watering, made-from-scratch Louisiana cuisine like po'boys, gumbo, voodoo shrimp, plus fan favorites like juicy burgers and fresh salads all in front of 70-plus TVs, 40-plus ice-cold beers on tap. You can also order online at walkons.com or on their convenient walk-ons app. Check them out in Oxford or Ridgeland today. The College Corner is your one-stop rebel shop. Two locations in the Jackson area in Ridgeland. Uh, the College Corner is next to Fleet Feet and Flowood. It's next to Half Shell. If you don't live in Jackson, just go to collegecornerstore.com. Plus, you can find them on Facebook and Instagram. They have the largest selection of Rebel gear in central Mississippi. I put up a hand raise, guys, on Thursday night. I thought it was one of the better ones we've done. Josh Hendrickson, uh, Dr. Josh Hendrickson, I should say, the chair of economics at Ole Miss was the guest. If you haven't checked that out, please uh, go into our um, YouTube feed and read it. Uh, or listen to it, I should say. You can also listen to it on the podcast uh, feed as well. It's brought to you by Comer Heating and Air, Southern Air Conditioning and Heating, different names, same great people, products, and services. If you live in Oxford, Batesville, Tupelo, or the surrounding area, call Comer, 662-801-1777. If you live in Hernando, Memphis, or the surrounding area, call Southern, 662-429-4429. Podcast also brought to you by GNM Pharmacy, 662-236-2222. They deliver locally in the Oxford area, and they offer MedSaint. Fill your prescriptions the same day each month. And take care of you. One trip to the pharmacy, one delivery. You have everything you need when you need it with G&M. They also can transfer your medications easily. Again, one call, they take care of the rest. So no matter what you need, from Tyson Drugs in Holly Springs or G&M in Oxford, let them help you out. That's 662-236-2222. Uh, is that in Franklin? You good? I think so. Okay. I think we've covered it. Uh, what's left in the portal? What are they doing? You think they're, think they're done? I mean, feels close to done now. I think so. I mean, there could be something pop up There's as always. Not a lot left in the portal, I don't think. Well, no, the the because it has they have to be good enough to to you know like help and stuff immediately. I expect, uh, by the way, the baseball portal stuff to really start picking up this week. I know it's frustrated some subscribers. I, I get it. I, I know you're curious about what's going on immediately. But honestly, it's just kind of one of those things. Uh, a lot of guys were still playing, um, 64 teams, obviously, playing in the NCAA tournament over the course of the last few days. And they're not getting in the t- portal until they uh, 
are done with their season. So some guys that I think are very much involved with that, um, that Ole Miss will be involved with, they simply have not gotten in yet from that standpoint. So I would expect the next, I don't know, three, four days to to start picking up and it'd be pretty active until everything's figured out at that point. Um, it's kind of where we are right now with, uh, with that. So anyway, just, uh, just heads up there from a baseball standpoint. The other two, obviously slowing down a little bit basketball. They're up to six, uh, Portal guys, I think, if I have that correct. They have um, the high school kids and then the six. They kept four from last year's team as of right now. Um, Coward, Caldwell, Brakefield, and Morrell. Wrote about it on Friday. We talked about it on the podcast as far as Ole Miss needing these two waivers um, from Musa Cisse and uh, Brandon Murray. Um, really changes their roster one way or the other what that happens. I think Ole Miss is pretty done in the portal um, for basketball, depending on a couple different things. I guess it's possible that they add one more. Some people are still popping up a little bit in that. And then uh, they're waiting on the um, the kid from Utah Valley um, that his name is escaping me. Neil, help me out here. The, I'm, the I'm, guard. I'm distracted at this moment. Okay. Um, yeah, and he's got to get. <laughs> he needs a he needs a, basically a medical red shirt waiver is what he needs. Um, and he's already been turned down once. So he's appealing that waiver. Yeah, that's where we are there. So Trey Woodbury. Trey Woodbury. That is correct. Yes. He's played four seasons, but in one of those seasons, he's only played two games, so there's a chance. Um, has a ton of interest in Ole Miss. I do think if he gets the waiver, Ole Miss is his likely destination. But what happens there? Yeah. I think that's safe. Yeah, but what happens, I don't know. We'll we'll see at that point. Um, I mean, I kind of give us credit for the way we're handling it. I mean, it's all it's all good. It's a It's a wire issue. It's definitely a wire issue, so it's fixable. It's not the end of the world. Much better than a board or something along those lines. They might rather they don't get to see us, which might be the preferred method. Yeah, I'm just giving it one more shot. Yeah, you're fine. I don't know what Chris Marshall's going to do. I've been asked a couple times in the thread where he will end up. I have no clue. I mean, it's, it is very possible somebody takes a shot on him, but I, I, I don't know. No, no clue at that point. So we have two cameras that are active? Yeah, but I can't make them go. Oh, you can't? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, well. I think we're just as we are here at this point, gentlemen and ladies. Is that where yeah, we are? I think so. Okay. Right. I'll have to get in touch with it's those. It's cool. I'll see if I can't get someone to come help. Yeah, me. we'll figure it out. It's okay. It's okay. You kind of get the you get the live production every day of the the good parts and the bad parts. So it is what it is. This is better than the audio going out. I'd much rather if something goes out in yes. video than the audio. Uh, transition to baseball to kind of finish up that topic a little bit. Um, <clears throat> national seeds have been wrecked to some extent to this point. Only uh, only five national seeds have advanced through to the Super Regional Round going into here this Monday. Those are number one, Wake Forest, number seven, Virginia. And then uh, from a seeding standpoint, kind of interesting, numbers 14, 15, and 16 seeds, the final three seeds to get one, Indiana State, uh, South Carolina, and Alabama. All of those teams uh, running right through without losing a game, which is what allowed them to be done yesterday and not get into this winner-take-all Monday. Wake Forest just uh, annihilating everybody in Winston Salem um, for that. They beat George Mason in the uh, in the regional final. <clears throat> Had a little more interesting uh, tidbit there because 
in kind of a small world strange thing, the head coach at George George Mason is my cousin. Um, so they they won a couple games, got beat by Wake in the final. Um, Virginia knocked off uh, East Carolina twice. Played really good baseball to beat Cliff and the the Pirates a couple times there in Charlottesville, and then uh, Indiana State knocking off Iowa in the uh, in the final. Apologize to Neil and his Hawkeyes. Yep, it was uh, heartbreaking. South Carolina just wrecking people in the Columbia, South Carolina regional. They can um, really hit. They they hammered um, all weekend. NC State, Campbell. In that I've regional. almost come away from this thinking that going into the new ver, especially if the ball's going to stay this juiced. Yeah, yeah. The new version of college baseball. You better if if you choosing between hitting and pitching, you might should pick the hitting. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. I haven't decided. You need a bunch of arms that can do something, but you better be able to hit. Or if your you margin, can't hit, or your it margin, doesn't matter. If, yeah, because everybody else can hit, so you either hit or you can't. And the ball's so juiced that you can run I mean, into look, it. Look, it's why Vanderbilt lost. They lost because they got beat two to one by Xavier. That's what I'm saying. If you can hit, you just win. So if you can hit up and down the lineup, it's why I, I still like Florida. It's yeah. why I think they're going to beat Texas Tech today. I know they had the off day against the Red Raiders on Saturday, but yesterday I watched that game. Actually, both their games because they had to win twice to get back to today. And at some point, you just knew that Langford and Cagliano and those dudes were going to hit. And right. you went, okay, they're going to hit a double in the gap at some right. point. Because they were 
they were tattooing the baseball all weekend, and it was just kind of at people, and it was a weird thing. But Florida's know? a good example of what I'm talking about because yeah. it's not just those two guys. They hit no, up, up and, and down. down the line. I mean, Rivera's the most underrated shortstop in the country. Absolutely. It's phenomenal. Absolutely. He's a victim of he didn't get the preseason height. Yeah. No, he's terrific. Yeah, not picking on him, but if Gonzalez had put up a Rivera type of year, it'd be like, oh, my God in hell. Like yeah. It would be. Right, right. Look at what's going on. No, he's. They they, they kind of hit up and down. That's I don't know. I've watched a lot of college baseball this year, and I watched a lot last year. And I'm my my opinion of roster building is beginning to change. You know what I found fascinating with my own sort of mentality to it over the weekend is I got very very engaged in Clemson and Tennessee, um, whatever night that was Saturday night. Um, and I watched a ton, and there is something, and look, I mean, you guys are going, hey, I hope you never get this feeling again, and I understand that. But not having to cover it at all, and I'm sure. just sitting there watching all weekend sure. without even doing anything in your head where you're like, well, but that bracket could do this or anything else. It was just fun. Like, I ended up watching hours and hours mm-hmm. and hours and flipping and, and getting really locked into games that normally I'd have on, but I'm not yeah. invested in. And instead, I kind of went, no, this is this is – a really good product, frankly. It's a really good product. Well, over the course of the year, I know you're the one watching Ole Miss because yeah. you're covering them, so I try to watch the other teams so that I can talk about them. And now that a lot of them are in the postseason, I'm when I say invested in them, I'm not cheering for or against them, I'm, but I'm interested in what they do because mm-hmm. I've watched them so many times. Yeah. Like, I catch myself really watching Kentucky. Like, Kentucky, Indiana has been fun. Oh, our video's back. Yeah, it's just... <laughs> Clyde Neal put his shirt back on. God, we were yeah, so close. Yeah, yeah, you are for sure. <laughs> um, I don't know. I'm, I'm in, I catch myself very interested in what happens with South Carolina. I watched them a lot this year. Um, real quick, the other teams that have already advanced to the Super Regional round, Texas, Tennessee, Oral Roberts, and Oregon are the four. Um, so we have 10 of the 16, 9 of the 16, something like that, um, done at this point. The games today, quickly, I'll give you the lineup so you're just curious. It is uh, Kentucky and Indiana playing their final game. Yep. I, I really want the Wildcats to win. I don't know. I Mingione's kind of a jerk, but for the most part, I, I, I've I watched, like them. I've watched the two teams. They're pretty evenly matched. I think Kentucky's a little better. I think Kentucky will out-hit them today, but we'll see. Coastal Carolina against Duke at 11 o'clock this morning. Um, Coastal coming all the way back from losing their opener, so they're trying to come back through the uh, through the whole tournament here. Uh, might want to pay attention to Duke if you're an Ole Miss fan. Just heads up there. Oh. Uh, watch Duke a little bit today. Uh, Texas Tech in Florida, 11 o'clock for the Red Raiders and the Gators. Um, I will be pretty locked into that. I'm, yeah. I'm, God, Kevin O'Sullivan is such an asshole, but for some reason I'm sort of locked into Florida right now. Um I just sort of like them as a team, even though it's hard to root for Kevin O'Sullivan. So that's where we are. It's hard to root for him, but they've got some kids. I on like that team the team. I do. Really I, I really likeable. like that team. But Vanderbilt is really hated because I got a lot of text messages yesterday, really celebrating Vanderbilt's demise. And I know it's how good they've been yeah. in the scholarship thing and the whole deal. But um, they do make the sport more interesting. They do. They do. I kind of felt a little bit of a void with them gone. Where yeah. I know I shouldn't admit this out loud. I kind of catch myself cheering for them a, a decent amount. I, I don't know why. I just, I don't hate Corbin. Yeah, yeah. I like a lot of his players. 
you like loving Greekway Bradfield. I could watch Bradfield <laughs> on a loop. Um, and they, but you know, look, they don't have enough hitting. No, and so I'm sure he's going into the off season going. I got to have more hitting. Mm-hmm. That's what lost. That's it. Yeah, their pitching was good enough. Yeah. Uh, LSU, Oregon State. The Beavers have to beat the Tigers twice. Good luck. Um, yeah. Gave it a good run yesterday, and the offense just eventually. Cruz hit a two-run bomb, and they got the other bomb from guy down the lineup, and I'm forgetting his name, and there it went. Uh, they win 6-5 last night over Oregon State. First game of that, 1 o'clock today. Um, TCU and Arkansas, the Razorbacks eliminated Santa Clara last night. They've got to beat the Horn Frogs twice. No chance. They were down 20-3 to at one point yesterday. I think the final was 20-5. to Okay, yeah. Got a, got a long TCU road back. TCU can really hit it. They can. Uh, Arkansas does not have enough pitching to get through today. They they finally it's really interesting with them. All season long, you know, he he being Van Horn, when the injuries piled up, to his credit, and I mean this sincerely, I'm just imagine the people what they're gonna say, but it's true. He said, Hey, we're going to approach every game as I'm gonna do everything possible to win this game. We probably don't have enough to win all the games. Let's win this game. Let's save nothing for tomorrow. And it worked. But it also, you realize, boy, they're razor thin. and They had a margin. They had a margin, and they're already out of it. Um, yeah. you know, and, and Santa Clara was a, a decent enough four to make them pitch. Mm-hmm. And, so, and they don't hit it enough. They, they, they're going to have to be out of their norm and really hit today to have a chance. And yeah, I've, I've said this many times to people push back. Like, you don't win 20 games in the league and not be good. No, they're not good. They're not a good team. They've they maximized well, and, and they were built. Even Van Horn did the only thing he could do, and he gets max credit for it. It's his best coaching job of his career. Ever. But it was build it for three game series. They're right. not in three game series anymore. Right. It's a it's a completely different. Once they lost, Ole Miss won the national title because they were able to turn it into a bunch of two game series. Right. It wasn't going. Hey, let's see who our sixth starter is, and let's right. try to get through this thing. Right. I mean, it's why the biggest hit of the year, we've talked about this, was Peyton Chatagnier's home run or double no against question. Arizona. Because if that doesn't happen, they don't get out of Coral Gables. Because they weren't coming out of the loser's bracket. No, in they all likely path. Hit. Right. And that's what it was at that point. Uh, Penn and Southern Miss. Southern Miss trying to come all the way back through against the Quakers. I expect them to do that today. I think so. Um, Penn has no pitching at this point. Yeah. They haven't had to – I saw Kendall say they haven't even had to use a fourth starter in like six weeks. Um, the way their schedule is set up. Um, Southern Miss losing its opener um, to Samford, Penn beating Auburn, and then beating Samford, winning the winner's bracket. Southern Miss eliminating Auburn, eliminating Samford, beating Penn last night. Um, there is some talk about Dickerson from Southern Miss and getting into the portal, but that is not something that I have I have knowledge of as, from an Ole Miss standpoint. I will check on it, but I know I just keep getting asked. I, I, I don't and, and know. And he's a kid that if he got in the portal would have – A couple offers. I mean, he'd have 10 SEC offers within five minutes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, I don't know. Uh, Texas A&M Stanford, 8 o'clock tonight for their game seven of that regional. Uh, give Schlossnagel credit last night. He knew exactly when to stop. They kind of got behind by like four, and I saw him catch some national media criticism for kind of giving the game up right there. They they can play tomorrow. Quit. Don't yeah. chase innings down four to down eight right. in a game you can give up. Good job by Schlossnagel last yeah. night. Van Horn did that against that. TCU. And yeah, it, in, in, in the rare event that they come back today, it'll be because, hey, he, he, he waved the towel. Yeah, I was laughing because they were – 
maybe it was Kyle Peterson on the squeeze play or something. Go when Van Horn walked across to shake uh, Sarlos's hand at TCU. They were like, that is the least upset he's ever been by a loss because he's already had time to completely emotionally move on from that to the next thing. It's like, yeah, cool. All no, right, they they put in a kid from the back of the bullpen and just went, have at it, eat it. It's, it's yours. We need outs, whatever they look like. I mean, just let it. It's no big deal. Um. So anyway, from a if you're trying to put a schedule today in as far as what sort of entertaining. I'm not invested in Arkansas TCU until there's this game seven. Um, I'm not really invested in Coastal and Duke at all. Uh, Florida at 11 is interesting to me. LSU's going to get challenged for me to really focus in on that. I want Scott Berry to go to Omaha. I'm just going to be real honest here. So I would like to see Southern Miss win today um, and then move forward, see what that looks like. Um, they would match up against Tennessee, though, I guess. I'm doing the math in my head. I think that's right. I think that I think Auburn was the 13. Austin wants to know why does ESPN not value college baseball? Here's why: it starts in February, in the middle of the stretch run of basketball. Basketball is college basketball is 80 gazillion times more mainstream yeah, sure. right now than college baseball. Um, until recently, the games have gone too long. They just can't put a game on TV. That's going to run three and a half hours. They've gotten it under three now. Yeah. I think it was 255 yesterday. going to help sell it. Yeah. Um, it's go, It's from an ESPN standpoint, it's going up against the NBA, um, Major League Baseball, NHL. There's just a lot there. Um, it's, it's a regional sport. It's big in the South. It's big on the ACC area. It's it's not particularly big everywhere. And you don't have the pro element of, I'm going to watch this guy, and then next year he plays for my team. It's something you get in college football. It's something you get in college basketball that really helps. Where it's so We talked about with Gray, right? Yeah, but when it takes five years and it's whatever, you, can, you don't have the same type of relation there um, in the same way. Frankly, they want big programs. You kind of have the underdog winning a little too much sometimes. And when I say underdog, I mean just from a viewership exposure standpoint. I mean, ESPN, when they're getting their Omaha list of eight teams, they do not want to see Oral Roberts. That is not the the goal there. I mean, they're going to be pulling for Oregon next week. As Oklahoma Rebel says today, yeah. he's right. Yeah. None of the elimination games today are on TV. Why? Because ESPN would much rather have all the talking heads on all day long talking about the NBA Finals. Yeah. Are they really none of them on? I mean, they're on like ESPNU and ESPN Plus. Yeah, I got you. But they're not putting it on the big network. Yeah. And there's a reason for that. I mean, analytics. People ask us, why don't you cover women's basketball? Because if you could see our analytics when we do. I do think college baseball will slowly get a little better because the product frankly has gotten more manageable in those ways um so we'll see but yeah those are those are the kind of the reasons i don't disagree with alan here where he says college world series should be a month later than it is the sports calendar clears it out the problem with that is that these are academic deals and if you get into the end of july they really don't want to do the draft during the season Right. They are really trying hard to correct what was a huge mistake for a long time, which was having the draft during the year. It's not fair to anybody, but at the same time, Major League Baseball can't wait till August. No. I mean, they're already giving a lot to make it July 9th to 11th, frankly. They're really trying to. They gave them a month. Yeah. They're really trying. They're not going to give them another month. They want it to be June 1st, if we're being real honest. Yeah, because they. A lot of the guys they would draft, they could get into short season. They could bring them to instructs and then put them in short season. 
Instead, they can't. And that next season's not an orientation anymore. The mm-hmm. next season's the full first full pro season. Um, no, look, in a perfect world, in a vacuum, the college baseball season would start like March 15th yeah, and run to whatever that looks like, right. but it's just not feasible. No, it's not. It would eliminate summer baseball completely. I mean, because frankly, development's important for a lot of guys. You need to go to the Cape. You need to go to the Northwoods mm-hmm. League. You need to get some innings. You need to do some stuff. Well, and sometimes Scouts need it. And sometimes you're making that promise when you're recruiting a kid that, hey, I know you, you know, hey, kid goes, hey, I need to work with the wood bat. Yeah, we're going to send you some place where you're going to yeah, hit yeah, the wood yeah. bat league, right? I mean, all that stuff happens. Yeah. It's just a complicated answer. It's, it's, they're doing the best they can with what they have to work with. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Northeast Spark, N E S P A R C, service people across rural communities. Two packages the Ignite, the 100 Mbps, or the Blaze, the one gig that powers the Clark Ford Studio, your hometown team bringing you world class broadband. That's NESpark.com, 662 238 3159. Phone service, parental controls, network security, a wireless mesh extender for those who need the extra help and more. So, again, that's 662-238-3159. A-Stock is a Nashville-based online retail company with the mission to provide customers the power to name their price. All items start at just $1. That's right. Every item starts at just $1. No matter what the retail value may be, shop now at astock.bid. That's astock.bid or download their app. Name your price on thousands of items from big-name retailers. A-Stock has multiple locations around Nashville as well as Memphis, uh, Indiana, and more coming soon that offer local pickups, so don't miss out. Game Changer patches are the only two-patch system available in the market to stop hangovers before they start. The warm-up patch used before or while you drink. The overtime patch used after you've been drinking to recover while you sleep. The all-natural ingredients will keep you in the game, ready for your next place. So go to GameChangerPatch.com, promo code REBELGROVE20 at checkout for 20% off your purchase. Father's Day is almost upon us. Dead Soxie has the perfect gift for any budget, whether as a gift or buying for yourself. Dead Soxie is excited to help you celebrate with style. Sign up for a Dead Soxie NIL membership and receive new styles every month, two months, three months, or even every six months. These socks not only comfort your feet, they give back. Over 50% of the proceeds are pumped back into Ole Miss Athletics. You can also ask for a Saturday 7-pack. Get seven unique designs to coordinate each of the season's seven home football games. Or lastly, you can... Enjoy 25% off all non-licensed, pro- non-licensed products with promo code REBELGROVE. Uh, it's a double win, so happy Father's Day from uh, Dead Soxie. We're also brought to you by Pinnacle, uh, based in Madison, Mississippi. They have clients in more than 20 states, advisors in multiple states. They provide detailed, specialized investment management, financial planning, retirement planning for individuals and businesses, and much more. At Pinnacle, investing is treated like a commodity. Decisions are made using objective information and research, not emotions. So regardless of your uh, level of wealth, Pinnacle, sit down with you, listen to your goals, study your expenses, put forth a comprehensive, detailed financial and retirement plan built just for you. It's mypinwealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N wealth.com. And we're brought to you by John Edwards, Regency Travel Incorporated in Memphis, If you are looking to create a special trip that makes a lifetime of unique memories, John can help. Give him some parameters and a budget. He'll give you options that you won't find on your own. And no, you don't have to live in or near Memphis to take advantage of his services. 901-494-3387 or Edwards at regencytravel.net. First-time clients can save $50 off their first book trip just by telling John you heard about Regency Travel on the podcast. 
Uh, let's see. From a bracket standpoint, just so we uh, we cover this, Wake Forest is uh, set. They're going to host Alabama here coming up this weekend. Tide have the their hands very 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 full. Credit to Alabama though; they won a couple close games. They um, blitzed in the uh, in the regional final last night. They're playing well. That the the, the interim is JJ's done a hell of a job there in Tuscaloosa. You got to think he's really had a chance. They should hire him. Yeah, this is. They they don't care to a huge level. Hire him and give him a chance. I mean, they're in a super regional for the first time since I don't know twenty ten maybe something like that. Um, but tall order against the pitching staff of Wake Forest. I yeah, mean, the Deeks just really really throw it. But um, again, when you make a super regional, yeah, I'm sorry, but the season's a success. And yeah. at a program like Alabama. Alabama, the season is a raging oh, success. Ian, I mean, no matter what happens tip, in Winston Salem, tip your hat to the guy. Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to lose. That doesn't yeah, matter. No. I mean, if they made it to Omaha, I mean, that would be an incredible accomplishment. But making it to the Super Regional, with all they've dealt with, playing in a Super Regional is an accomplishment. It's a big accomplishment. Uh, South Carolina is waiting on the winner of Florida and Texas Tech today. Um, if it's Florida, they're in Gainesville. If it's Texas Tech, they're in Columbia next weekend for yeah. the Super Regional. Um, I expect them to head to Florida and play the Gators. It'd be a fun series, actually. Florida, South Carolina there. And that one, uh, Texas is into the Super Regional round. The Longhorns won the Miami Regional. I don't think they lost. I think they went 3-0 and there in Coral Gables. Miami losing a home regional for the second straight year. Speaking of, it's a big game for Florida today. We keep talking about Kevin O'Sullivan, and we know the Gators program is so strong. They won the 2017 national title. They've been to Omaha in a lot. But be three straight regional losses at home if they uh, if they lose today for uh, for Florida. So big, big kind of mini game there for uh, for the Gators with a team that could win the national title. Texas uh, waiting on the winner. Could get a little fun one here. Texas waiting on the winner of Stanford and Texas A&M um, in this one. So we oh. could have Aggies and Longhorns uh, Sign next me week. Up. I think that series would be in Austin, but it could go either way. But that is my uh, my guess. I credit your stick to but it's okay. You can just let it die. Um LSU and Oregon State will play today. They are they will play the winner of Kentucky and Indiana in the Super Regional round. So could be Tigers and Wildcats. That would be in Baton Rouge if that uh, if that happened. And then um, Southern Miss or Penn will play the Tennessee Volunteers. Tennessee winning that game against Clemson on Saturday, going three and zero in the Clemson Regional. Um, look, we said going in that they are uh, they're dangerous. They are Tennessee playing pretty good baseball right now. And a super regional for the third straight season, and I'll say they—I thought Tennessee kept their composure really well over the weekend. They did not look like the same bit of morons that they typically can kind of look like there on the uh, on the field. They, they they were fine. I mean, it was kind of the upset of all upsets as Clemson had a player that was eliminated for trash talk or kicked out for trash talk over the weekend, and Tennessee did not. Uh, so anyway, I don't know. I don't like Brutal. this look either. Uh, raise your seat up a little. I think that would help. Yeah, Siski puts it all the way up. I think he has a little more short person syndrome than I do. I don't really care, but yeah, it's fine. Okay. We good now? I mean, it's something. It's something. It's fine. Um. So anyway, I've, Clemson, I don't know how Eric Backage slept at all on Saturday because they had so many opportunities to win that game. They were one strike away multiple times. They had bases loaded with nobody out. And one of the extra innings didn't score. Um, just gave Tennessee so many opportunities there to uh, to move forward in that one. Uh, Indiana State is waiting on Arkansas or TCU. 
they would head to Fayetteville. TCU would go to Terre Haute for the uh, Super Regional round, should uh, that be the case. TCU's going to Omaha. TCU's going to Omaha. I think. Now, look, I don't know what their pitching is. TCU? they really hit it. <sighs> they've now played two games. Indiana they've, State. They've been able to get through pretty easy, too. Now, they had to work to beat Arizona. Yeah. But they didn't have to work to beat Arkansas. I don't know what their pitching looks like. If Arkansas could find a way to win the first game today, who knows what a night game looks like. You know, I actually don't hate these angles if we had converted the cameras a little bit. I actually so don't. So this is this camera is the, the in-house camera. Yeah, I know. No, I get it. And I know. so it just totally, yeah, it's just. If we moved, never mind. We'll later. Um, let's talk instead of tinker. Indiana's Twitter account sort of like forced apologies from some national media people last night, calling out a bunch of quotes and stuff. And I get they're playing on social media, but they're not great. Like, I give them all the credit in the world. I mean, they hosted, they played really, really good baseball, but let's not act like they're whatever here. Um, Come on. It's a little, they, but they look, they handled the regional. Um, They got a bit of a gift with with a matchup. I think that the NCAA wanted. Indiana State to be successful this past weekend. New team, small I team. I do too. Iowa was a week too. It, um, this is and this is one of the problems with college baseball that the NCAA's got to get past. Is wanting the Cinderella. They're fixing the damn tournament. Yeah. That's what that is. When you do that, you're fixing the tournament. You either if RPI matters, then snake the tournament. It's not complicated. You might have to move somebody a spot or two because of yeah, conference sure. stuff. That's fine. Well, it's like basketball. You can move one seed. Yeah. In in men's basketball, probably women's too. I don't know. I've just always heard it from men's. You can take a team where you have them slotted and move mm-hmm. them up or down one to fix conflicts. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. But you can't take the five and make them a seven because you have to fix a conflict. They can be a four or six. Uh, Oregon, again, is going to play Oral Roberts in a Super Regional. One of those teams will go to Omaha. Um, Oral Roberts played incredibly well the weekend. Oregon's the better team. We'll see what that looks like. And then Virginia is uh, waiting on Coastal Carolina or Duke. I like their chances to get back to Omaha. I do, too. Duke's fine. Coastal Carolina's fine. It just – they – there were some seeding stuff that – There were some regionals that were and, – And if you say anything about it, people are like, oh, you know, if the people – when I say you, and the people at those places, if they go, wait a minute, what? But there were some seeding issues where it looks like, hey, we don't want a certain team or we want a certain team. We're going to try to rig this where it happens. Now, I think Indiana State would be in trouble against either TCU or Arkansas. Yeah, sure. But they clearly wanted them – to have a good weekend. And I don't know what why. Like what what is that about? The Cinderella host. Yeah. But what's funny is they don't it's such a pick and choose though. Like it's not always. Like you know Georgia Southern was sort of that version last year. And then they gave them Notre Dame as the two, which was a sack of hell. I mean, they you know they they there was a snub there. But then I don't know, just whatever. But I don't know. Indiana State's a cool story. They had a, they had a really cool environment in Terre Haute over the weekend. Um, they've been good all year. They've really struggled against top fifty teams, but they've beaten and won and kind of yeah. did what they were supposed to do. So I find myself pulling against them for a reason that I don't really know, but I do. Um, yeah, I would like for them to go away. I mean, I'm fine with Cinderella, but <sighs> whatever. 
You don't really want them at the at the ball at midnight, though. No, not really. Have some success, yay yeah, you, and I don't then know. I call just, it. Yeah, I mean, it's like when the four seeds win. A lot of times, I'm still like, okay, that was cute, but now let's go ahead and get the tournament going. Let's let's come back. Let's not. Yeah. He couldn't ever say it. Right. Ten winning would be pretty freaking neat, though. Yeah, it would. Like he he can't say it out loud, but you know, Van Horn's kind of like, wait a minute, you sent Iowa there, and you sent TCU here. Come on. Yeah. Ask anyone, would you rather get the Hawkeyes or the Horn Frogs? I know what the country yeah. would say. I mean, I mean, Van, Van Horn has to be thinking, and he can't say it out loud because no, he'd no. get killed. But he's got to be thinking, all right, we're the number three national seed, and you give us maybe the toughest two? At least the hottest. Yeah. And you give Indiana State, Iowa? Come on. But he can't say that. And at the end of the day, I suspect he's probably a guy that's like, hey, it's going to suck tonight when this is over, but then I'm getting on the phone. Well, I mean, Tuscaloosa, Alabama was the 16th seed, the very last one, and their original was Troy, Boston College, and Nichols. There's no TCU in that. Mm-mm. Yeah, it is what it is. Just, Just saying. That's all. Yeah, I don't know how to fix the camera. So Is it messing up again? No, it's fine. It's just it makes me look like I'm like 4,000 feet tall. <laughs> yeah, because you can't. Yeah, it's fine. I, I, it, I, it's, that, it's, I don't even think that one. I don't even think you can zoom on it. I think it just kind of is what it is. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. That's fine. No big deal. Yeah. Podcast brought to you in part by Prime Shrimp, primeshrimp.com. Seven different flavors available for you. Everything from a couple of my favorites, New Orleans style barbecue. To the uh, signature, they make great, uh, great lunches. Put them on salads, eat them by themselves for a good snack, or let them help with dinner tonight. They got the full meals in a bag options. They've got the simply shrimp that you can uh, season yourself, and much more. So use code RG buy five pouches or more. When you do that, you get twenty five percent off there with Prime Shrimp. That's primeshrimp.com. Code RG for twenty five percent off. Remember, if you're close to a Rouse's, they're available in all those brick and mortar locations as well. So primeshrimp.com. Oxford's uh, new Greek restaurant on the square. Opa is a perfect place for you to enjoy an evening. Fabulous food, craft libations. Uh, It's also a great place for a uh, company dinner or a festive party event. So just get in touch with the people at Opa at 601-421-7147. We're brought to you by Service Specialist Staffing and Recruiting Agency, connecting great job opportunities to candidates since 1967. If you're on the job hunt, whether you're seeking an entry-level position or you're a seasoned professional, they have opportunities across the board in all sorts of fields. Um, service specialist's goal is to get to know you, you should find out your strengths, see what you're looking for in your next career move so that you can find the right fit. It's always free for the candidates, so give uh, Will, Sydney, or Kelsey a call at 662-832-5138 or check out their new and improved website, servicespecialistltd.com. Get the beautiful and healthy smile you deserve at Corinth Dental. Dr. Bubba McQueen, Dr. Jenny Beth Hendrick are devoted to restoring and enhancing the natural beauty of your smile. Uh, From routine checkups to advanced treatment, including implants and Invisalign, Corinth Dental is here to help you achieve your smile goals. Schedule your appointment today. Take the first step toward a better version of yourself. It's CorinthDental.com. And are you a... uh, I'm sorry. Uh, Southern Traditions Farm is a 68-acre, 32-stall, upscale equestrian training and boarding facility in Canton, Mississippi. Two sand rings, 
a grass ring, miles of wooded trails. Uh, there's a lot to be offered at Southern Traditions, including horseback riding offerings from beginner lessons with uh, Susan Walt to buying your first horse, competing at nationally recognized competitions. To learn more, to get in touch with them on Facebook or Instagram at Southern Traditions Farm. I don't know. I've asked this a couple times. I have no idea who would win the bid between Southern Miss and Tennessee to host that Super Regional. Um, Both are twos. Both would put bids in, so I I have no idea. Um, Might be flipping a coin. I would lean towards Southern. But it's just a lean. Um, I, I I don't know. If I'm Tennessee, I would just I'd rather go to Southern. Tennessee is you a think better, they're they're a better team away from home in the postseason because they're yes, hell at Lindsey pres- Nelson over the course pressure. of the regular season. Less pressure. No, I thought they they played good baseball. All they did. They were fine. No, they like, played good. Some of their best baseball of the season. Vitello was calm all weekend. Mm-hmm. Actually, almost eerily calm. Kind of wanted him to get a little more hyped occasionally. I, 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 I thought a couple of times he was sedated. Yeah, he's just kind of like, eh, whatever. Eh, whatever. Okay. Well, very clearly what worked with last year's kids didn't, didn't work with this year's kids. No, because they look like hell and, early. And to his credit, he's apparently figured it out. That, hey, I cannot. Yeah, I can't yell with them like that. I can't take the whip right out of the gate. And there just is start, no Drew Gilbert that I'm just on the whole no, time. No, it's a calmer team. You were asked who uh, in the thread who Victor Hovland is. He is a PGA Tour golfer who won the Memorial yesterday. Um, Credit to him. He had promised one of his former teammates at Oklahoma State that he would caddy for him this morning in the finals of U.S. Open qualifying. So Hovland uh, won the Memorial yesterday in Dublin, Ohio, and then drove over to Columbus, and he was already on the tee caddying for a college player this morning around uh, around 8 o'clock. That's cool. Yeah, he's just – golf's a weird sport in that way, frankly. It's kind of – it's just odd. Um, Kyle Porter has a book called Normal Sport, all the ways that golf's not a normal sport at all. Uh, so anyway, yes, he won yesterday. Um, assuming you did not watch any of uh, Rose Zhang yesterday. Who? <laughs> yeah. The, uh, basically, people being billed as potentially the uh, female Tiger Woods. Oh. She went to Stanford. Oh, that's um, no pressure. She went to Stanford. She had a hellacious amateur career, um, college career. She won the NCAA title two weeks ago. And then yesterday, she uh, had her first LPGA event, and she won it. Oh. Um, she won her very first event, uh, beating Jennifer Cupcho in a uh, in a playoff yesterday. Uh, Jennifer. Yeah. Good player. Played at Wake Forest. Big, oh, big, absolutely. big weekend for the Demon Demons. I would have guessed she played at Wake. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. It, it was – look, I'm a, I'm a golf nerd. I get it. I found it pretty compelling. I actually flipped over for the playoff, and that was one of the more entertaining things that I watched yesterday. I do think that I can't make fun. I've I've watched I've watched G League. <laughs> I've watched Overtime Elite. It's I get it. It's where people miss out, though. I do think legitimately. A the LPGA is one of the better run organizations out there. They do a phenomenal job business wise. I mean, I know they've had a, they've had a change in leadership, so I'm not as up to date of when Mike Wong run it. But, um, and then for the normal everyday golfer, they hit the ball incredibly well. You're still getting low scores. You're still seeing elite competition. But you're seeing it in something you can actually relate to. You can relate to the women golfer way more on distances and things than you can the ultra pro man golfer. It's yeah. not even close. Yeah. So in a lot of ways, when you're watching it, it actually feels and I know I keep saying relatable, but that is the word where you go, Oh no, like that it's just a better version so of what you could ever for do. For clarity's sake, you're saying there's a difference between a male golfer and a women's golfer? I am. Okay. 
I'm also saying though the TV product is much better. I'd than like they to get take this opportunity to remind you to get your vaccinations. Okay, going to get us canceled with such a profound thing. I'm, I'm, I'm. I mean, you're going to get us eliminated here. I'm celebrating the LPGA tour is what I'm doing today. I'm just saying that you should give the LPGA a chance. That she is going to bring more people to view because of her. Of course, um, I'm, and being, I'm being. I know, I know, I know. Um, but it was, it was there compelling. are some who would be offended by what you just said. It was compelling last night. So, yes, yeah, because I mean, if I watch the PGA Tour and some guys driving at 320 yards, I'm like, there's no chance I could ever do that. No, I mean, last Period. night, I mean, yesterday in the playoff, I think it was in the playoff, maybe it was just on 18, Jennifer Cupcho, who's a major winner, she won the NCAA championship, she's won the Augusta Women Amateur, the top amateur tournament in the world, they played Augusta National, and I know this won't mean anything to you, but she had 146 yards in and she had an 8-iron. That's exactly what the normal average man amateur golfer would do. I mean, I would be between a 9 and an 8-iron hitting that same shot. So it, there, there is something compelling about them hitting the same clubs, the same distances, in a way, and just being much damn better at it. Sure, um, of course. It, it, it's really interesting. Uh, she is the um, first player to win the LP in her LPGA debut since Beverly Hansen in 1951. So it's been a minute oh, there. Wow. Um, it has not happened on the PGA Tour in a pro debut since like the 1988 or 89 Western Open. Somebody who that was his only career win, but that was not his first tournament. It was just his first tournament as a pro. Um, so he had played in a PJ event to that point as an, as an amateur heading into uh, before that. So anyway, uh, I got shocked last night, watched a good bit of NBA. Heat win 111, 108 over the nuggets last night. Uh, a little stat for you. Uh, the nuggets are Owen three when Jokic scores more than 40 points, um, in the playoffs so far this season, he has 41. They, uh, didn't stop him, but they stopped everybody else. I think Porter only had 11, maybe, and no other nugget had more than like 17 or 18 last night, something like that. Uh, Heat got unconscious in the second half from three. As is, is That's their path. That's their deal. They're going to win or they're not going to win. The Nuggets had a really bad fourth quarter. The Nuggets were up 15 at one point. You thought it was over. I sort of – I tell you what I did. I kept it on, but I muted it. I was like playing on my phone and looking at some other stuff, and I just sort of sort of glancing up and glancing up, and then suddenly it got close. Well, I was reading a book. yeah. Jamal Murray got a shot at the buzzer to win. It clanged off. I was reading to tie. Sorry to tie it. I I was reading a book and was kind of getting into the really good part of the book. And when they went up by eight at the end of the third, I kind of got into the book and I looked up and there's like four minutes left and the heater up seven, eight points. I'm like, wait, what happened? I don't really know what happened other than they made threes and they played really good defense and Denver got a little lax. Michael Malone was not happy with his team's focus. Got on him pretty good last night. Yeah. So. Well, because look, back to the beginning as we put a hook on this, championships are freaking hard. hard. And when you give away a game, you gave away a game. So now it's that much harder. Had you just held serve, you're winning the thing in five if you'll just play basketball. And Miami, and now, Miami is also along the roster building thing. Miami has a really interesting roster because it's Jimmy Butler and then a bunch of guys. Four guys who were not drafted. Max Struess made some shots early. Duncan, Duncan Robinson. Robinson made shots. I mean, there is a rumor about the – so the Heat have a, a, a roster issue at the end of the year. They have a, a money issue, no question. There's a, there's a rumor that Duncan Robinson is going to get included 
Miami's going to trade its 18th pick and include Duncan Robinson in it so that some team will take his salary. And Oh, really? Yeah, and there's a couple of teams that have been mentioned as having room for that salary. And I did not know I'm Duncan intrigued. Robinson existed until you mentioned Carson being a big fan of Duncan Robinson over the last It's a great year or so. story. Duncan yeah. Robinson's story is amazing. Dude played at like Williams College. He was not – he started out – I want to say he started at Michigan. Okay. And they just said, hey, you're not good enough. I mean, the Heat started Kevin Love last night. And he was really good. Kevin Love. He was really good because he could guard uh, 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 Gordon. What's your updated series prediction? I'm, I'm still Nuggets, but it's probably it's six now. It's nuggets and six now. Got a chance. Look. You still for Denver? You're starting to come off, aren't you? No, I'm, I'm happy either way. I'm for Denver because if you cheer for a team like the team I cheer for, Denver the way sense. that Denver yeah. built it and did it is yeah, the only it. way a team like the team I cheer for could I get win. It. Yeah, yeah, sure. I get it. Um, Jimmy Butler's not requesting a trade to Oklahoma City. Yeah. Um, but, no, I mean, I, look, I like the heat. I like Spolstra. I, I like their culture. I think – we're kind of touching on some thematic. This is one of our better shows, considering what we've done with the thing. <laughs> Culture matters. Yeah. It matters. Well, I mean, it was said in the stream or maybe on Twitter. I don't know. I saw it somewhere on the internet. Maybe it was the message board. It said maybe people should look up and look at what the Heat are doing and quit just grabbing Kyrie and bringing him in everywhere and trying to fix the damn roster. Well, I'm going to give Jeffrey credit for this. I mean, just because you're an executive with the Los Angeles Lakers yeah, yeah, or something yeah, yeah. doesn't mean you're smart. No. The Nuggets and the Heat, from a roster-building standpoint, you should be able to get behind these NBA teams and go, wow, this well, is Well, I mean, if you impressive. study what Denver did. Yeah, because it almost gets lost because they're good. You know what I mean? They're so elite, and they've got the superstar, and that's pretty damn homegrown, though. I mean, all of it. it it's They put it together. Well, I mean, everything's homegrown, with, and then they made the trade, finally. They did the trade where they shipped off Gary Harris, who was a beloved member of their team, in the uh, Gordon deal. And then they had a couple of injuries, and they there was a temptation to trade Jamal Murray, and they didn't do it. Yeah. And there was a lot of internal debate about giving Porter the contract they gave him, and they ultimately decided to do it. They've drafted well. They have a culture where you can come in and play. Look, they're built around two guys, and then they put pieces around those two guys that make sense. You know, so they're – you got to think that their flight to Miami is a pretty focused flight. They're they're pretty locked in. They know this is a game going three. To, they're going to have an effort. Yeah, I, 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 game three is going to be a lot of fun. Is that tomorrow night or Wednesday night? I don't know. I don't either. For some reason, I thought Wednesday, but let me check. Figure that out because Miami is going to be juice for game three. I oh, mean, that sure. place is going to be wild. Sure. Well, if, look, if you're Miami after you survived that Boston series, your goal in Denver was just get a game. Oh, yeah, get you, one of the games. Either game. No, you're completely happy. They're, they're thrilled. Well, now they have home court. Wednesday. Wednesday's game, yeah. That flight from Denver to Miami today, that, that's going to be a pretty, Wednesday, Friday. Be a pretty professional flight. Wednesday, Friday, then Sunday, I'd assume. Yeah, I can't They love the Sunday game. Oh, really? Yeah. NHL tonight for game two? Yeah, game two. Is that right? Yeah, the Golden Knights won game one pretty, pretty Five, easily. 5-3 on yeah. the final on that one. Uh, they neutralized Kachuk. Panthers goalie gave up some goals. It was I watched a little of that. I had it 
on sort of for uh, for that one. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh, I don't hate that line. Denver minus two and a half. I don't. I don't. Hate, game three. I don't hate that at all. No. Okay. Miami, the first eight seed to ever win a road game in the NBA Finals. Oh. Uh, at all? I don't know how many have even been there. No clue. Can't help. Not many. Thing. Well, right. Yeah, I assume that. But Celtics hired Cam Cassell. That'll fix it. Um, to its so. Uh, to his roster. Sam, oh, Sam Cassell? Yeah, as yeah, a coach. Yeah, yeah, that is correct. Yeah, that'll yeah. fix everything. Mm-hmm. All good. So, anyway. All right. Uh, more tomorrow here for you. Again, baseball regionals will uh, finish up. See whatever happens with any of the portals and things. We'll find something to talk about. So, I hope all of you have a wonderful day. RebelGrub.com in the meantime. And we will talk to you then.